This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Border blockades have largely been resolved in our country. We know uh, what happened in Windsor, wrapped up on the weekend. Surrey wrapped up last night. Coot seems to be done as of this morning. But this didn't happen until they had caused major tie-ups and huge snarls in travel. You know the stories, also affecting trade. Um, we'll talk about the economic impact a little bit later. Right now, though, the reputational damage on our country. What has happened in that regard? We're going to talk now with Edward Alden, who is a visiting professor of U.S.-Canada Economic Relations at Western Washington University, also the author of The Closing of the American Border, Terrorism, Immigration, and Security Since 9-11. Mr. Alden, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. It's great to be with you this morning. Thank you. And I think you made some really fascinating points here. When we take a look at this, you know, we've been dealing in this situation in Ottawa for a long, long time. And I said earlier this morning, you know, really, for people outside of Ottawa, it's kind of like, wow, that's crazy. But, I mean, it doesn't affect us. Who cares almost? I imagine it's the same sort of a viewpoint in the United States, right? Oh, boy, they've got a big situation in Ottawa. But once the borders get affected, everything changes, right? Yeah, I mean, that was that was the turning point from the U.S. perspective. I think people down here had had pretty much ignored it. There was some enthusiasm uh, among the conservative media for what the what the Freedom Convoy was doing up there. But certainly in you know official Washington, D.C., nobody was paying attention, particularly until they shut the Ambassador Bridge. I'd like to say that, that Coots was the turning point, but it wasn't. That went no. on for a long time. It was only after the Ambassador Bridge was shut down that, that uh, you know, President gets on the phone to, to Prime Minister Trudeau. So that, that was the, the issue that brought the U.S. in. Um, what kind of pressure do you think was brought to bear? How involved did the U.S. get? I mean, like, they didn't want to get overly involved with what's going on in Ottawa for obvious reasons. It's not their problem. It's not their business. But uh, the border is. How much pressure do you think was put on our governments and our leaders by U.S. politicians? I mean, we don't entirely know at this yeah. point, but I think it had to have been significant. I mean, the Department of Homeland Security was in a public way offering unspecified help to Canada. I mean, you think about that. What does that mean, right? You're going to have American agents on the Canadian side of the border helping to clear the roadways. It was never clear what that meant. And the fact that, that um, you know, President Biden in the middle of, you know, the biggest uh, security crisis in Europe in 75 years has to get on the phone with Prime Minister Trudeau to talk about this. He could not have been pleased with that. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. Like, what are you guys doing north of the border? We've got a crisis in Europe. Can you please get this sorted out and quit wasting my time? We laugh about it, but I think, I mean, it, it just in terms of the the thinking and, and the reaction and the frustration that must have been felt on that side of the border, how damaging do you think overall it really is to our reputation as a trading partner with the United States? I mean, I think, you know, it passes to some extent because, you know, as you noted, the, the borders seem to be clearing yeah. up now. I think trade will start flowing again. The problem is, you know, you've got a moment down here in the United States in which the economic nationalists have the upper hand. Yes. And this is not just, you know, the Trump Republicans. This is in the Democratic Party, right? I mean, Joe Biden is the most pro-union, pro-buy-American president we've had in this country in decades. 
And there are a lot of people in the Biden administration that would be happy to look for excuses, for example, to try to cut Canadian parts producers out of the vehicle chain, right? They want to they want to reshore production. They want to offer subsidies to buyers of electric vehicles provided they're made in the United States, i.e. not in Canada or Mexico. So that's just problematic. No, we lost our guest, Edward Alden. Um, I want to continue that conversation. Now. So I'm sure Sarah will track him down. In the meantime, we'll take a quick break. We'll get that out of the way. And then we'll chat with uh, Edward. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Let me come back, hopefully. All right. Let's get back to our conversation. We're talking with uh, Edward Alden, who is a visiting professor of U.S.-Canada Economic Relations at Western Washington University, also the author of The Closing of the American Border, Terrorism, Immigration, and Security Since 9-11. Uh, Edward, glad we got you back. appreciate it. Um, Let's start. Yeah, apologies. No, no, no problem at all. Uh, we were talking about um, the situation we have where, you know, as you mentioned, this comes at a really bad time because the U.S. is definitely focused inward and has been for a while. That seems to be a focus, especially economically. And, you know, it's America first. And, and that's the policy. I, I think that's correct. And, and, you know, it's true in both parties. It takes a different form. But, you know, there are, there are a whole bunch of events that have gone into this. I mean, some of this is a reaction to the COVID, some of it's a reaction to the loss of manufacturing jobs in the face of Chinese competition. Yeah. But you have here in the United States politicians who are looking for excuses to use the tools of government to reshore industry, to bring manufacturing back to the United States. And, you know, there's some people who say, yeah, we should include our friends. That's got to include Canada. That's got to include Mexico. There are others who are saying, no, we really need to keep it at home. And that's the danger of these kind of border shutdowns. It becomes a talking point for the nationalists who say, look, we can't even rely on the Canadians. They can't control their own country. They've got these border shutdowns. We really do need to bring this stuff home. That's the danger. Yeah. And you take, I mean, and it's not just on the continent. When you take a look at what's going on right now, we know China is really, really sort of the dominant figure in a lot of these discussions, especially for Canadians too. Um, but when you're taking a look at supply chains being stressed all over the world and you're trying to figure out what your best way to go is as a country, who are you going to partner up with? Who are you going to work with? This doesn't help in that regard either. And no, it doesn't. And I think, you know, from the Canadian perspective, I, I, Canada's in a really difficult position, right? Because you endured four years of President Trump. You know, a lot of us down here didn't like him much either. But he took some real shots at Canada. And I think, you know, the logical response from Canada to that is, well, we'll go look for other friends. You know, we'll look to Asia. We'll look yeah. to Europe. Well, you look to Asia, you got to deal with the Chinese who are dominating that region more and more. China and Canada have been at loggerheads ever since the, the arrest of Meng Wanzhou, the, the CFO of Huawei. Um, Europe's a long way away, doesn't really substitute. So at the end of the day, I think Canada's got no choice but to double down on its economic relationship with the United States. But politically, that's not that comfortable in Canada either. I mean, Canada's also in a nationalist moment in response because of the way the U.S. bungled the COVID response, right? I mean, yeah. You know, who in Canada wants to say, oh, yeah, we should get closer to those Americans. They did such a great job during COVID. So you've got problems on both sides of the border. Well, you know what? And the border itself is a problem. If you take a look at it, Edward, I mean, what's going on right now? We've got 
Part of the problem, and the amazing thing about these convoys and these protests is the fact that they couldn't cross, that the tipping point was the truckers can't cross into the U.S. border unless they're vaccinated. Well, even if it was lifted here, the U.S. still has the same policy there. The the testing doesn't match. I mean, they can't seem to get on the same page when it comes to anything regarding the border right now. It used to be a lot more uniform, smooth, not anymore. Yeah, I've been really shocked by this. I mean, in the, in my book that you were nice enough to mention in uh, at the beginning, you know, I, I have a whole chapter about the very extensive, deep U.S.-Canadian cooperation after 9-11 yeah. to try to deal with the mutual threat of terrorism but keep that border open. During COVID, we saw none of that. I mean, wild differences in the regulations. The biggest one for me being the fact that Canadians vaccinated or otherwise throughout the pandemic could fly down to the United States, right? Yeah. Couldn't cross the land border. Couldn't drive. Couldn't drive across. <laughs> <laughs> but if you got on an airplane in Calgary, you could fly to Houston. Like, what was that about, right? I mean, that, that kind of thing just made no sense. And the two governments never coordinated their efforts. And I think, you know, that's led to some of the cynicism about government, that uh, the Freedom Convoy, for all of its problems, I think expresses some of that frustration. Like, where is the logic here? in the way governments have been behaving during this crisis. So as a guy who studies U.S.-Canada relations, specifically around economics, what's going on? What is the state of affairs right now? Like you say, there's the cooperation doesn't seem to be what it has been historically. What is the relationship right now? You know, it's obviously a lot better than it was when Trump was in office, but, but you know, the, the liberal governments of the world, small L for, for want of a better term, are just running scared, Right. They, they've lost the courage of their convictions, right? People don't believe the way they did 15 or 20 years ago in the virtues of globalization and open international trade, right? We went through this golden age of travel where you could jump on a plane and fly anywhere in the world. Suddenly, I think people in Canada and the United States, Europe, elsewhere are looking much more at the sort of downsides of, of globalization and free trade and, and easy movement. And the governments that, that are in favor of those things, including, you know, the, the Trudeau government, I think largely the Biden government here, are just on the defensive, right? Yeah. They, don't, they don't have a good case to make anymore. And so they're kind of burying their heads in the sand and saying, well, we'll, we'll try to do nationalism light. <laughs> and hopefully that'll stave off the real crazies, right? And um, that's just the political moment we're in now. Yeah, it, the politics are just crazy. Edward, great insight, uh, great conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Great to be with you. Thanks for your patience on the phone, Trouble. Oh, no problem at all. It happens. Thank you, sir. That is uh, Edward Alden, who's a visiting professor of U.S.-Canada economic relations at Western Washington University and the author of The Closing of the American Border, Terrorism, Immigration, and Security. Since 9-11. And I don't think there's any doubt. You just, you, you take a look at the situation and, um, you know, like he, you, the list of things where you look at it and say, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? It's long. We all know that. And it's been, it's been an issue throughout this pandemic.